All right, what's up, everybody? It's Josh McCabe here. I'm your host, Overflow Beyond the Music. Welcome to episode number five of season three. It's good to have you guys with us. Thank you for tuning into this podcast, being faithful listeners, and I really appreciate the feedback. Even just uh, the other day, my dad was saying that he was listening to the podcast and had a chance to listen to one of the episodes, and so anytime you're listening, just let me know. It means a lot if you're a friend or um, you have me on social media or maybe just follow the podcast on social media. Drop us a line and let us know. And if you want to know where to do that, I've said every episode, so I'm sorry if this is getting repetitive, but you can find us on Overflow BTM on Facebook, Overflow BTM on Instagram, and then Overflow BTM on Twitter as well. And we are always checking those things and always really, really appreciate the feedback. So Definitely reach out to us. We will try and message you back as well. But following us is the best place to stay informed of when the next episode is coming out, as well as being subscribed to the podcast. Now, many of you probably listen to this podcast on different uh, forms. Maybe it's Spotify. I'm like a Spotify guy. I really like listening to podcasts on Spotify. Uh, I guess maybe it's just because to keep all music and podcasts and sports radio all in the same place. It's really, really handy to do that. But wherever you listen, uh, make sure that you just hit that little subscribe button. It really helps us out, helps us spread the word, and helps us find out who our, our fam is. So we would really appreciate if you could definitely get on that as soon as you can. Now, I was going to say that I'm coming in hot from Edmonton, Alberta, but I'm actually coming in cold from Edmonton, Alberta. It is freezing here right now. And uh, I'm up here visiting with some friends. Um, a good friend of mine, Pastor Gordon Ponak, is the pastor to church up here. And I am uh, doing some music for his Christmas banquet tonight. So I was leading worship in town, doing some other stuff. And got to catch up with some friends uh, here in Edmonton because their tour happened to be starting the night that I flew in. And the funny thing is, it's like, I, I see these people all the time. And here we are in a different country different province, way out in Western Canada, crossing paths and, and hanging out. And they are loving the outcome. Chris and Jody make up the their husband and wife, and they are known as loving the outcome. And they just kicked off a Canadian tour here uh, in Edmonton, where I'm at right now. And uh, it's just really good catching up with them and getting to see the first night of the tour. And, and of course, they are the guests this week on the podcast. But the funniest thing is that I was editing... I guess the episode all week and then I see them and you know here we are releasing the episode so I gotta tell you I love these people so much Chris and Jody have been such a huge part of of my life and the life of our family uh, I just I love them to death they mean the world to to me personally and I know to my wife and my kids as well and so you're going to love what they had to say. We had a really fun time recording this episode and it just felt organic and like family because they came over, they brought their two kids, Milo and Ziggy, and they played with our kids while we were recording the episode. And, and I'm not going to lie, you will hear some screams, you will hear some playing, you will hear some fun because we all have kids that are, you know, seven years old and under. And as much as you want to try and just believe that you can record on highly sensitive microphones in a room while your kids are all running around the other room, not always the case. And you'll have some fun with this. I tried to edit out as much, you know, background noise or whatever as I could, but I'm just like, you know what? I'm just going to leave it. It was fun. It was family time. And we got to talk about some really cool things. So without any further introduction, I want to head on into our conversation with Chris and Jody, better known as Love and the Outcome. Lift your light in the 
tuning into this podcast that's listening on super sensitive headphones and not in the car, um, you may hear some children's voices in the background. (laughs) Uh, because I've got Chris and Jody, better known as Love and the Outcome, at uh, our place here in Franklin. We're having our kids are hanging out, and uh, and we're in my office. It's safe, safe and fun for the whole family. Right? Yeah, exactly. We're gonna see what we can do here. As far as uh, I mean, it would make for a good podcast drama if there was like an an episode. And we had to like parent and while you, we were on the podcast. Yeah, like you. I, leave. I'll actually be pretty amazed if there is not. Some kind of drama <laughs> well, happening I think, outside. I mean, I think it would be interesting if, if all of a sudden Jody has to leave for a couple of minutes and Chris and I start talking about like sports or... I was going to say, it's all football then. Yeah. It's like, then we bye start, guys, peace out. Exactly. Have we start fun. talking football and then, and then Jody comes so back and reports that, that my son pushed her son <laughs> and then we get into a discipline argument. Babe, we got to go. <laughs> this is over. The McCabe kids are the devil. <laughs> you, may, you may need a, a penalty box somewhere. Exactly. Oh, exactly. Man. Yeah. But but I think it's it's I mean the fact that we're doing a podcast like this is indicative of sort of the relationship that our families have that we hang out together a ton and I was I was thinking about prepping more so for this episode because <laughs> I wanted to try and find something to talk about that I didn't already know. Yeah. Like hmm. <laughs> you know, usually like it's you kind of get into it and I'm kind of like, "Oh, cool, I didn't know that." Oh, cool. So tell me about that. I'm kind of like <laughs> So I'm almost going to fake some intrigue in a way to get you to tell people who don't know those things no way yeah like oh did not know that that's crazy guys yeah so i mean we're here we're we're nashville and the thing that we definitely do have in common other than having two kids uh and and being in this this music ministry world of life uh we are both from the homeland of canada yes so proudly canadian and with American boys, yes. our life is complicated. Oh, yeah. totally. But do you ever open up, like, if you're ever complaining about Nashville weather, do you ever just open up your weather app and go, at least we're not in Winnipeg right now? Oh, Almost every man. day. I almost mean, day. when, when well, you... Well, almost every day, except for July and August. That's true. A, that's a true story. And then I'm like, okay, yeah. Canada's the bomb in, in August. I think once you've tried to make a living and a life as a Canadian touring musician from Winnipeg, Manitoba, where the closest show is seven hours away right? through the snow. And it's smaller than Winnipeg. You never take for granted like Nashville's proximity to different cities. And yeah, the weather, 100%. But yeah. That's the thing that Americans, for the musicians, don't understand. And Canadians probably, as the fans, don't understand why some of their favorite bands don't bring that big tour experience across Canada because the cities are so far. It's so big it's and so, so spread out. Yeah, you, you can't afford to do it. And I remember telling um, some friends who had a band that was just kind of blowing up and they were kind of used to bringing their own lighting and being on a bus. I said, you won't make a penny if you try and bring yeah. all that to Canada. You're yeah. going to have to find a way to do it a little like slim down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so true. Minivan. Yeah, I mean, that being said, like, the longer I'm away from where I'm from, the more I appreciate where I'm from. Right. And we were just actually, we had a, a writing session with um, one of the guys from Hillsong Young and Free, and they were just, they had just finished their Canadian tour. Yeah. And he said exactly what you said, like, minivan, and then, like, a few flights here and there. He's like, if the people weren't so awesome, mm-hmm. and if people didn't appreciate it so much, 
like, why would you do it? It's so hard. But he's like, the people are so hungry for it. You know? So that's the fuel. I mean, that's always, I think it's probably always gotta be the fuel that, um, you know, Mike Weaver, Big Daddy Weave, was on the first episode of the season, and he said that what changed his mind about touring, because uh, he'd walk into shows sometimes where it's like, does anyone know this is happening tonight, or or it's just yeah, a disaster? Right. But he realized that just connecting with the one person who was mm-hmm. really hungry to be ministered to, yeah, was what changed it for him. So, so what what motivates you to? to to slug it out as far as moving your family from Winnipeg to Nashville, mm-hmm. starting a life here, and then still feeling that you want to go back and, and sing these songs to Canada as well, as well as the U.S., <laughs> of course. But, but what's yeah. that motivation like for you? Um, I think that it was just, as a kid... I was really in tune, and I think that watching videos of you playing your dad's homemade bass guitar, I can speak for you too. We both as kids knew we were, we had a thing for music. You know, there was like a a bit of a talent or a gifting there and stuff, but I think the goosebump moments for me of understanding my calling Mm -hmm. beyond the gifting and understanding that like what lights me up actually lit up the room was the magic sauce for me, kind of going man, like this brings me to life and I can see Holy Spirit bringing others to life through this simple little offering. Right, right, yeah. Was, um, yeah, I just started paying attention to those moments. And I don't know, I, I'm not very good at anything else. How about you, babe? <laughs> well, we're, we're pretty different personalities, but I think there's just something where our um, Enneagram numbers <laughs> kind of intersect and it's like the... The nine is very supportive of the three, and yeah, and right, like, wait right. a minute, wait a minute. We're we're at <laughs> this point. We can either stop here, or we can keep going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where where we stop now, we'll still be here if we keep going. So let's just keep going. Well, and what people might not know, I know you know Josh, but we were separate bands until five years ago. Yeah, like Love and the Outcome did not have a band name. There was no band name. There was no Facebook page. There was no Instagram to be found six years ago for us, which is really bonkers to stop and think about. Mm -hmm. We were two separate bands forever and, um, kind of started writing together on my last Christmas project. And the way it all began was my guitar player couldn't make a weekend of shows. And we were married, newly married at this point. And I was like, babe, I'm desperate. And this is true. hundred percent true story. I have gigs in, I think I was leading worship on the Sunday in Calgary and I'd surrounded it with like playing at a pizza joint on the Friday. I was at like a three set club night at like Lydia's in Saskatoon on the Saturday. A farm in Lethbridge. Like it was all over the shop. And I knew you knew the songs, even though you're a bass player. I'm like, I know you can strap on your acoustic and do it. And we went and we had such a blast that we just kind of never stopped doing it. Yeah. We just kind of kept saying yes to everything and doing it. So I'm, I'm pretty competitive. Yeah. I'm a super achieving is like really big for me. Hmm. So to be honest with you, it was a lot of grit and guts and just like putting one foot in front of the other going, I know I was made to do this. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to kick down some doors and hopefully God, you know, opens a few for me as well. And to be honest, I put a lot more stress on myself along the way than I needed to. Right. I did it the hard way sometimes. And we always say to anybody listening that the long road is not the wrong road. Yeah. And I just, I say that so often because our road has been long and mm-hmm. people sometimes jump on IG or socials and go, 
man, like must be so nice. Da da da. And it's like, man, let me tell you the story. Let Mm -hmm. me tell you the story about how we almost quit, but didn't let me tell you the story about how we didn't have any money to put in the gas tank and the credit cards were maxed, but God opened a door and we just kept going like, you know, but I'm not going to lie. Like it wasn't like an overnight success thing. And I did a lot of striving and barely surviving before I learned how to thrive. Um, and really lean on Holy Spirit and doing it together is really good, like you said, because we're so different and it, you know, we keep each other in check. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, you mentioned Instagram and it's, it's so funny because I think we, we use these, these words like, oh man, like I, it's such an Australian thing when someone calls someone a legend. Like, you know, right. it's like, yeah, totally. oh, such a legend or like a British thing. And I'm like, brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. And it's like. No, they're not a they're not a legend. Mm-hmm. Chris Tomlin's a legend. Like you know what right, I mean? Like, right, come right. on, let's not toss these words around like they're nothing. Right. Yeah. Um, but but people would look at at Instagram and you know I think back to the, the tour that we kind of got to know each other more so than just in passing. Yeah. And it was Winter Jam, mm-hmm. and it's oh, yeah. arenas every night, mm-hmm. and it's ten to fifteen thousand people, and you're there, and it's really easy to get a great photo. Mm-hmm. of the crowds because there's people there yeah. but but the reality was you guys were a brand new band oh man like literally brand new it was like our first year as a band uh, i mean i think for me there there definitely is that that side of it i think maybe because we are from canada and you're used to doing things kind of the hard way right that there were several years in between where you know uh <laughs> figuratively speaking you're you're underground like your yeah. head is you're being kept down just by the circumstances by the amount of driving that you have to do or or whatever yeah it is, of course that i was just like i was kind of on cloud nine the whole time like mm-hmm. i i sort of knew in the back of my mind like people aren't here to see us yeah but i still get to play an arena for 10 minutes you're enjoying I, the moment yeah yeah so there was i mean and it was like that even when we did kind of the Canadian version of mm-hmm. Winter Jam the year before. It's called Maple Noise. It lasted, I think, two years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and all we heard, like, we were basically, I think we were the third act on, and we heard so many other bands just kind of, like, telling us all the things that were not going as well as they thought they should. And I was just like, I'm having the time of my life, man. We've never done this before. This That's is good awesome. perspective. <laughs> yeah. And you were wearing, like, super sexy tight white jeans that oh, anyone could see goodness. you like from the back of the arena you were just rocking those tight white jeans babe you're killing I mean, it don't 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 let a toot slip away in those man it could be bad <laughs> we looked at pictures remember that because we'd play the offering song in the middle of the arena and like you could spot chris anywhere in those tight white jeans i remember doing it was before we had laundry in our house so i was doing it at a at a laundromat i remember and that. i pulled those jeans out of the dryer and a guy next to me was like wait who are the do you have kids <laughs> so like, dude, awesome. those are mine well, those are mine uh yeah. rock and roll man <laughs> all right I got her. well i mean knowing a bit of just your journey and and i'll let you guys speak to it but you know there's there's that winter jam moment and i think i see winter jam twice didn't you yeah we did the full run one time and then we did just west coast okay once. gotcha yeah yeah because you know it's things are progressing progressing and moving but it feels like there's a lot of um like engine revving Autobahn going a million miles an hour, mm-hmm. and then if sometimes it feels like you're not driving the sports car anymore, you're driving a bicycle mm-hmm. and on totally. the same road. So tell me a little bit about what it was like going from debut album to follow up album to now releasing 
you know, you have a new single out and, and just sort of that hurry up and wait tension. <laughs> I'm terrible at waiting. Um, Most I, of us are. <laughs> I feel like this year, especially, um, it's been a lot of waiting and a lot of circumstances out of our hands. So I'll just talk to the present moment anyway. And I feel like Holy Spirit really had to reveal to me. I was in a frustrated moment and I was like, God, you know, you made me this way. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I like to keep moving. It's your fault. Like you <laughs> made me with this kind of a personality and this kind of a drive. Why, why do I feel so stuck? Like, mm-hmm. Why am I here? And I literally felt him say, even when you feel stuck, I'm still moving. Hmm. And you, this is a season for really understanding and unpacking that together. Yeah. Because sometimes you want to live in harvest all the time, don't you? I mean, I do. Hmm. I want to be course. constantly like reaping what I've sown and like even what I didn't sow and just like in that plentiful season. And mm-hmm. that it's like in between like the sowing and the reaping are so many weed pulling steps and like so much That's toiling, good, yeah. you know? And I just felt like I was just, yeah, I needed new perspective. And I've realized that being stuck is just a mindset and it's right. a, it's a human mindset and our circumstances are what we can't control. Someone's coming to join us. And Someone say hi is coming to second. join us. Who do we got here? Hey Milo. Hey Milo. I guess so I didn't really tell you that we'd be in here doing a podcast. So, you want to say hi so for, for the listeners who are on, on listening to this right now, we've got Milo. Um, oh no, we got Ziggy now, which are your two kids. I'll take and a quick pick and, and save it. So when you perfect, go we with will this attach episode. it. Oh, here's my phone. Hey, Milo, what are you eating? Um, Our kids podcasting are when the kids Chick Fil A French in. fries. They have brought. <laughs> Hi guys. They brought the goods. <laughs> this is a family event right now. I love it. Okay, bye. Okay, we're gonna say goodbye to the on, kids. On a side note. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's funny too because we'll go here now, but. It's funny that the kids walk in, <laughs> and then my wife comes in and kind of like you know, okay, let, okay, you'll yeah, let mom and dad do their thing now. Yeah, um, that's actually how we really got connected and closer. We toured yeah, together, and right. then um, I guess your manager's like, "Do you think your wife would want to come <laughs> hang out?" <laughs> yeah, which is like pretty much only one of two tours we've ever had someone join us. Awesome, yeah. Like, it was so great. Um, yeah, it was amazing. She she was a game changer. She's a game changer, that's for sure. I mean, <laughs> uh, the, our spouses are our rocks. And um, mm. you talked a little bit about being impatient and yeah. sort of wanting to get things moving. Chris, what? how do you react when like are you also impatient or are you sort of the voice of reason or do you just bite your tongue and go i'm gonna i'm gonna stay out of the way of this one uh well i mean i think when you said before that you're competitive i think we're competitive in completely different ways Hmm. which is is very nice i'm not the things that i think drive you insane uh I, I think about and I'm like, yeah, that probably would drive me insane. <laughs> but we, I think we just complement each other really well in that way that um, I like, um, I like process. I like mm-hmm. thinking about how to, you know, make things happen more efficiently. Mm-hmm. I mean, we pretty much have a hundred percent different job descriptions within the same job. <clears throat> Right. Which is, fun. it's a funny thing to talk about. I think a lot of people think, oh, it's so cute. Like, yeah. they're just on a constant date. And that's what I thought at first until I realized, oh, Chris does all the driving. 
all the setup. He does all the tracks and all the video. And I'm with the kids all day. And then we yeah. see each other for the first time sometimes on stage. Right. It was like a perfect division of labor. This, yeah, like we, totally. we did a, a short run up in the Northeast a few weeks ago. And we did exactly that. No one yeah. came with those. It was, just, it was mm-hmm. just the two of us. And, uh, and it was great. We had some childcare help at the churches from yeah. like well, stage, sound it's check like until probably a when, good we, plan. when we were done the show. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. But then other than that, you get to be mom and yeah, yeah. What I brings us to life up. is really different, um, but aligned. So it works. Right. It, it really is truly a band setup, which mm-hmm. I think is funny. Like we fight the most when we rehearse because we never see things going the same way ever. Well, like, well then on that, who, <laughs> who like who is most likely to say um because you guys write together in the same room a lot Mm -hmm. yeah like i know if my wife says your vocals don't sound (laughs) like it just fine you know whatever i'm not gonna show you my music anymore (laughs) i'm now offended because like the person whose opinion matters most to me yeah pointed something out in like a non attacking Mm. way but it just it i take it so seriously right so how do you guys something as deep as songwriting right. pouring your heart out right the answer is actually a lot simpler than you think really so tell tell me I'm, i might need some of the secrets. invite sauce. someone else to write with you uh, and let them be the bearer of the bad they idea they don't know that they're there for counseling hmm. counseling us through our songwriting but that is why they're there no just kidding the, the only time when you know the fists come up <laughs> is when we rehearse it used to be over the gym in our very early right. married days when you marry someone and you just think like you've you're so in love. Yeah. And you know like maybe sixty percent of the person you're marrying. Yeah. That may be high, actually. And you just assume like we're on the same page with everything right, babe. Mm-hmm. Like you love working out at seven AM at the gym, right? And he's like, oh my goodness, yeah. I, do, I do not do that. And there's just I like, used to work evening shift and then I work out when I got home at like one in the morning. Right. Oh, yeah. And it's yeah. just like, no, it's that, a funny thing. No, of course. It's like you learn some things and prep and then you get married and there's things you only learn in real time. And same with the band. It's like, we, we really did need to be married a good eight years before we joined forces. Yeah. Our egos would have been out of control driving the boat mine yours you've never really ego tripped i've been very ego driven so i'm thankful we were in a band like immediately and you may and i can use the word ego driven it's like i i i want to even not not clarify i want to speak to that because i feel like when i look at you it's like no it's not all about me but it's all about the fact that i have this burning thing in me Mm -hmm. that needs to be released and like i need to let it out like it needs to be heard yeah and when are the moments what are the things Mm -hmm. that cause that drive that belief Mm. i yeah i was actually going the opposite way what what are the things that like (laughs) cause that flame needing a bit of fanning Mm, that's such a big good question i think sometimes it's when we work hard but not smart wow yeah Uh, you know and on a really practical basic level um there's just only so many things that only i can do and only chris can do and then there's a whole bunch of stuff we used to do that other people can help us with right so i think it's just getting in tune with that on a super basic level um because you're not just kind of spinning your wheels and then also you can't have your cake and eat it too. Yeah. And that's, it's going to sound funny because you can in the right time, mm-hmm. but good timing is God timing. And I've learned that mostly the hard way. Um, cause he'll just kind of sweetly bring you back around to that same lesson until it actually becomes a lifestyle. 
because we can learn a lesson, but it doesn't, we learn it in like our head and our heart in the moment, but it doesn't affect and change. Like, it's like, God, I need a breakthrough. Well, that's awesome. You can break through, but then you can repeat all the same things and end up right back where you were or breakthrough can become a lifestyle. Hmm. And I think, um, yeah, it's just realizing, okay, God pausing enough to go, what are you calling me to steward in this season? Mm Mm-hmm. Because you're right, like going back to your earlier question of all the records and all the separate band records leading up to where we are now, it's been a lot of different seasons yeah. and a lot of different things to carry and, and to plant seeds in different fields. So it's just taking the time to understand, okay, what's God calling us to separately? Because mm-hmm. you don't want to lose yourself within your marriage either. Right. You don't want to lose your own dreams within your band dream. So it's it's taking a second individually to keep growing and hanging with the Lord and then also taking time to steward well what we carry together. So it's just a lot of pausing to listen and trying to make listening a lifestyle, honestly. Because I just feel like before I was a mom, I could rely on, like, how am I going to say this? Habits are great. But again, if a habit is the only way you know how to experience God, what I mm-hmm. mean is, like, my hour Bible study in the morning was what I got to do. Such yeah. a wonderful thing. Then I became a mom, and it's like, wow, if the only way I hear from God is through that hour in the morning, mm-hmm. I'm totally hooped. So that's a long way of just saying, like, just learning how to listen as a lifestyle and learning how to let Holy Spirit be the one that's a step ahead. Like, I love to be a step ahead, and I literally holy, felt Holy Spirit say, you don't need to be. I'm present future. Yeah. You're present. Hmm. You're, you are just called for present. Mm-hmm. Let me handle future. Like I am a step ahead. So it's just, yeah, being in tune with the season that you're in and what you're stewarding in that season and making sure that that's what you're working at. Because if money is what's driving the way you're spending your time, yeah, not everything worth investing in makes you money. Totally. And like you could be completely disobedient to what the Lord's asking you to, to build. And yeah. Like right now in our life, like even starting our podcast, it's like not like we're living off the podcast. Like, yeah, yeah, totally. Yo, babe, getting rich off this podcast. No, I mean, that wasn't why we started it anyway. But money just, if money is the outcome you're seeking, it's never going to be fulfilling. Maybe it's just love not. should be the outcome that we're seeking. Man. Oh, so did you think of that? I just, it just came right, <laughs> right into place. Oh um, I've only goodness. I've only had another smooth line like that I one. I thought you were going to say when I met my wife for the first time. No, no. Well, I mean, I'm in a podcast where like oh, <laughs> I don't I, I don't plan these. Have you had Kyla on the podcast? No, I don't think I have. That and, might be good. And actually, I I haven't had her on because every guest I have is typically a musician or artist. Sure, that makes sense. But I also go like I think there's a podcast to be had where it's like my wife takes over the hosting duties for me. Hey. There you mm-hmm. go. I mean, she could host. Maybe it should be the Kyla and Jody episode. <laughs> That'd be fun. <laughs> yeah, It'd be two hours long. But It would be two hours long. Live, and live from the salon. <laughs> yeah, please. Is there budget for that? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I mean, it depends. I mean, when I think of salon, I go like, oh, what, you're going to like Grey Clips to get your hair done? <laughs> like... <laughs> Uh, which is probably the most offensive thing I've said to any woman on this oh, listening to this podcast. Hey, I am cutting my own bangs. I am learning how to cut my own bangs because it grows too fast to go to the salon all the time. Side note, you were asking a serious question. I don't really know where I was going with it. I mean, we got we got off track, and it's it's typical of me to get off track, so I'm not no, really surprised good. by that. I loved it. I think your question about um, about just what can lead kind of to burnout is almost what yeah. you were sort of asking. And I just feel like anytime I'm not abiding, you know, 
Like if I don't abide, it's going to lead me down a road of burnout. If I'm actually abiding and like the power source is not me. Mm -hmm. I, I, I posted this on my Instagram the other day and I didn't really know where it came from, but other just like reflection. I said like, I feel like burnout is when you, when you spend like, cause it's not always money we spend. It's energy, time, resource or output over input. Yeah. Output. When you put output into something that God hasn't graced you to do. Oh, totally. It leads yeah. to burnout because you're spinning tires on something that he's not. He's oh not, man, I think that's great. But I agree. What, I mean, Chris, you can maybe answer this too. But mm. think, has there been a time that you go, I was close to burnout because I was focused and wanted God to grace me to do something that He hadn't. Mm. Oh yeah, hmm. man, I think we've all been there. Yeah, I mean, maybe this last week. <laughs> wow, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Maybe it isn't always in such a grand scheme. Maybe it can be daily for sure. You get to the end of the day and you're like, man, I was in the flow with Holy yeah, Spirit. I mean, or it's, it's not. been, we're, we're kind of just starting kind of a new season music business wise. Mm-hmm. But I would say a year ago, we were both kind of in a place where we felt like, is this really, is, is, is this going to keep going? Yeah. Are we, yeah. Did we fall too far down the hole to i don't know i mean did you feel pressure to fix it um like we felt kind of powerless to fix it wow if i'm being honest and i mean when i said this week i was that was kind of a joke but if there was everyone was a little bit under the weather in our house and i and i kind of caught it at the tail end so this morning um i got myself up went to men's prayer from our church and it was really awesome. Spent the morning yeah. doing that. Went and had a coffee yeah. by myself. Mm-hmm. My wife was a rock star this morning. Got to have that alone time once in a while. It's yeah. key. It's good. Yeah, for sure. What I mean, for you guys, you, you talked a little bit about your podcast. So tell me about your podcast. Tell me what the heart of it, the vision is. Give me the, give me the sales pitch. Tell me mm-hmm. why I, I should tune in to more than just one or two episodes. Oh man. Well, we don't really know what we're doing yet. So that's a great me pitch. Me either. So, there we go. <laughs> um, you know, I think it kind of started mainly because we'd have conversations with fans in line and it would be so short and be like, Oh, let's, can we keep talking about that? Like send right. me a DM. So that whole, let's keep talking, um, just kind of kept coming up. And I think, too, just the fact that we're married, and I think that the majority of our ministry is really beyond our music. It's just how we live our life to the full, even when it's really full of challenges. And I think people were just intrigued to know, talk to me about that. Like, you guys seem fulfilled, tired, but fulfilled, happy, married, kids. Like, I really want to, can you, like, walk me through the DNA of that a little Mm -hmm. bit? And so, yeah, because we are married and we can do a podcast in our PJs at our house, yeah, we're like, what's the risk? Yeah. Like, let's do it. So that's what we do. I think we're still um, playing with it a bit. It's the long game, you know, and I've been doing a few because my husband is usually right, even when I don't want to believe it. Um, I'd say little nuggets on stage once in a while. And Chris was like, you need to do a podcast on that just mm-hmm. by yourself. You need to sit and talk about that. And I was so freaked the first time because he's been sitting by my side for all things for the last six years. Right. I was like, I don't know. And it was like a lid came off. I just realized I needed to preach to somebody, to <laughs> myself, and hopefully maybe at least one other listener. And so I did one a couple of weeks ago um, just because I was dealing with it. And it just said, you know, your dream doesn't have an expiry date. 
it doesn't. And I just talked about that for like 20 minutes. So long story short, some are, they're all around like the pillars of who we are, like mainly music driven. Right. Um, and talking about family and life on the road, but then also just things that we're personally dealing with and wanting to let other people into. Yeah. And that's, that's why I started this because I feel like, and you've done a million of them. Think about you, you sit down with done 24, technically 24. You've, I mean, you probably <laughs> as the producer. Well, I wasn't even referring to podcasts. Yeah. I was going like, you've, you've probably done a million of those radio interviews mm. where it's a call in. It's a five minutes, a 10 minutes, a flyby yeah. and it's straight to. So tell me about your new single. Yeah. And before oh, you realize sure. it, you don't mean to, but you know, you're on a time constraint. Yeah. So it, you get in this mode of not recycling, but kind of yeah. saying the same thing. Cause you know that I can keep it. Yeah. without rambling if yeah. I stick to these points totally and I go there's so much more behind a lot of these people that I meet on oh. the road or travel with yeah that I wish people understood who they were yeah when the lights go out yeah when sure. you're sitting on the bus when you're mm. having a coffee totally when you're having a bad day yeah I mean, the, the podcast really was a conscious reaction to that kind of mm-hmm. that system where we had that's what we had been doing for five years. Right. You're you need on, to get you're out on of stage that. for 10, 15 minutes, and then you're in a radio studio for 10, 15 more minutes. And you do kind of have your script in your head of what you're supposed to say. And every once in a while, someone throws a wild card, and you're like, oh, that's a really good question. Yeah. And to be fair, you know what? It's not dishonest. No. I, I, I was no, going to say I, that. I, yeah. I didn't mean it, it like no, that. No, no, I know it's you just, don't. I, I, don't, I, I know you don't. I just don't want realize, it to come across that way. No, I think... The better way to say it is that we just realized that we had capacity. There was more there, to say. There was more output capacity. Because, yeah. I mean, thinking back before we had kids, before we moved to Nashville, you used to do three set nights at a club and then go and lead worship the next morning. Oh, and yeah. pour out your heart. Mm-hmm. And it would be like, and then you were spent. Right. And now you're kind of spent because physically on the road is draining. But it's mm-hmm. like... There was more to sing and say. Yeah, there was more to say. Totally. Well, and it, you look at it, you guys do winter jam and it's depending on what slot it's like you have 14 minutes and 24 seconds yeah and mm-hmm. you're going okay well if i'm singing three songs or four yeah. i don't have time to say much mm-hmm. so i better find a way to say the important things in a concise way mm-hmm. to honor the tourist time or honor the that. radio station time yeah so that it, it's not insincere it's just You've you've gone through what you're going to say to make sure that you get across something clear. Yeah. Or else before you know it, you're out of time and you didn't even get to the point of what totally. you're saying. Yeah. It's good to learn how to do that because, I mean, you end up in a signing mm-hmm. line and trying to send someone off with something meaningful in right. 20 seconds. And then yeah. you realize like, well, well, that was good. It's, yeah. No, it's true. Yeah, it's an interesting thing to trust God with your offering and be like, okay, well, you can multiply my 14 minutes and 22 seconds into whatever you need it to be for whoever's listening. But it was, it was tough. It was so tough to go from really coveting space. Like, I don't know if that's a Canadian thing. I don't know what, but we used to lead worship at our church and we'd have 20 minutes and we'd only pick two songs just to allow there to be Holy Spirit time and ebb and flow. That was the hugest shock getting on the stage at Winter Jam and going, I don't know if I know how to do this in this much time. Right. Like, I don't even, can God use this? This mm-hmm. is crazy. This feels like strictly entertainment. Mm-hmm. I've lost, I, I love feeling what I'm putting out. And this mm-hmm. was really more selfless. This was like, 
okay, this is a show that looks like this. We're serving this, this vision. Mm-hmm. This is not our stage. Yeah. We've just got to do our thing and get off stage. And you're right. I lost the ability to, well, I mean, after that was a straight year. Cause we, it's such a privilege if new song, if you're listening, we love you and yes. we owe you so much. I but saw we, Rusty at Target the other, or not Rusty. Oh, yeah. I saw, um, uh, Eddie at uh, uh, Target the other day. I mean, <laughs> such good guys that so our good. first year as a band, we did their fall tour, their Christmas tour. All of Winter Jam. We almost did 200 shows with those guys. Yeah. And, um, I played a lot of ping pong with Eddie. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. Like, they're amazing. And we it was an education. I didn't even know what Winter Jam was. Right. Right? It, it was I mean, crazy. up in Canada, we hadn't heard of it. And I kind of look at it this way, that that there are... Um, I had this email today. I'm leading worship at this uh, conference in a couple weeks. And they wanted me to do, like, 15 or 12, 12 or 15 minutes of, like, songs like before this everyone's inside like to get people in and i just said like i'm a worship leader not like background music like yeah. I, I it kind of resonated with that in me yeah and i'm and i i got my back up and i was kind of like and i i, I said so what's what you're thinking behind it I said well this is what we need and i go you know what not my comfort zone not what i'm used to but if that serves what you're trying to do sure i can do that and i'll do that for you and i'll choose to do and I saw this on Winter Jam. You guys were out all the time, out in the lineup in the freezing cold, talking, interacting, having those meaningful conversations. Mm-hmm. I even see it on your Instagram. If you're not following, uh, it's just at Love and the Outcome, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're not following them, make sure you are because you reply to everybody's comment. Yeah. Even um, if it's critical. Yeah. You still take the time to engage with everybody. Mm. So uh, the fort. Team minutes is just a snippet of who you guys are. Yeah, it's um, man, it's fun and hard to be in a season now, years after the fifteen minute slots. Yeah, where you have a lot of songs that you've never gotten to play, or whatever. And none of this is a pity party. It was just time to actually say, okay, what is this season now? And mm-hmm. even who are our people? So it's been really fun um, to go out and find our people and just play smaller shows. But yeah shows where we do get to like spread out a bit yeah and to me if i'm being really honest with you i guess there was a few purposes behind the podcast but to encourage the person listening who feels that god is asking them to step out um and just share themselves where they are right but it's scary that's how it feels with the podcast and with speaking for me but i felt god saying this year i want you to develop that skill i want you to start speaking more and it terrified me. I was like, God, there's a million people with a million followers that are known for speaking and writing books. Like, what? I it's do much, music. It's much easier to speak when you know the band's about to kick in any minute now. Right. And that's <laughs> what I'm I love, used to. I love that that's the reason that it terrified you. Not that, like, to me, it'd be like, go up and speak. It's like, I have nothing to say. <laughs> right. That's the problem. You're right. I knew. I knew that I knew I had stuff to say. And you'd encouraged me in that. But sometimes we got to just start developing that skill that God's asking us to do in private if we want to do it in public. Yeah. And it can be really easy to skip that step. But we just started doing stuff at home. Chris has a video editing background. And... He just started putting the camera up and going, okay, babe, like just what does it look like to just start talking and getting comfortable and watching it back? So don't be too scared to step out. Don't wait for validation on your dream or your vision from a human. Yeah. If it's on your heart to do it, like it's going to be vulnerable and crazy, but just, you know, step out. I love it. 
Well, I'm going to take this opportunity to promote a few things that you guys have going on. You have uh, your Instagram, which is at Love and the Outcome, yeah. and you have your podcast, which I believe is just called uh, Love and yeah. the Outcome Podcast, right? Yeah, that's So what you it can is. search it. We'll have it in our show notes as well to listen to. But you guys uh, have a song that recently came out, a single called You've Got This, mm-hmm. uh, which my daughter has um, made some dance moves to. Um, and then <laughs> so also good. most recently, our, our good old mutual friend, Dan Bramness. You yeah. guys did a remix with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll up put... Again. Yeah, on Up Again. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. So we'll, we'll put that in the show notes as cool. well. Awesome. Um, but please, if you're listening to me in this, in this podcast right now, follow their journey because you will be inspired about how no matter what season is thrown their way, no matter uh, what uh, difficulty is thrown their way, that they keep on doing the thing they're called to do. And I think that that is worth hopping on their website and buying a t-shirt or buying an album or buying a ticket and supporting because uh, we just, we're looking forward to more great music from you guys. Mm, Thanks, Josh. Thank you. I think it's pizza time. Pizza time. I think we're going to have some pizza in. So closing off this podcast, uh, we're going to listen to their newest single called You Got This. All right, there you have it. There was my conversation with Love and the Outcome. So make sure you go check out their podcast. We'll have a link in the show notes that you can go check out. It'll be right there for you. Click it, check it out, and you will really, really enjoy their podcast. I believe they had just they had just recently had Bob Goff on, which I'm really looking forward to checking out at that episode on the plane. Check out their music. Make sure to follow them online. Their, uh, I'll put their Instagram handle in the show notes as well. It's just at uh, Love and the Outcome. I believe, and we are Overflow BTM on Instagram as well. So make sure you give us a follow. My name's Josh McCabe. I'm your host. I will see you guys in just two weeks for another episode of Overflow Beyond the Music. Thanks for hanging out. Cause you-